Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Tuesday, November 28th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And starting off today, uh, spoilers if you haven't seen Justice League, but if you haven't seen it by now, then I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. Uh, Joe Manganiello shared some behind-the-scenes photo of himself as Slade Wilson slash Deathstroke on Twitter. Um, and it looks like, you know, right, it looks like a picture of him right from when he's on the boat at the end in the after credit scene with Lex. And we get a really good look at his costume and the fully dyed hair. Tom, you took a look at this. What'd you think of it? Yeah, I'm just looking at it again because I like it. I like it a lot. It looks really cool. I'm surprised they went with the full gray, um, full gray hair and everything. I would have assumed because he's got a little bit of gray in him. I thought they would have just stayed with that, but that's not a big deal to me either way. Yeah, so it looks like they're trying to keep him a little older than even Joe Magnello is. Not that he's an old guy. He's a he's a young, sprightly guy. Um, but yeah, it looks like they're trying to keep Deathstroke a little older. Yeah, uh, so it is true to the to the comics in that way. I I love this costume though. I really I really like the looks of it, and I like that it's worn in, so you can tell it's been beaten up a little bit, and he has been been fighting for a while. Um, and I just I just think it's a cool design and everything. Yeah, there's a lot of dents in it. He's not he's not new to this this line of work. He's been doing it for a while, and there's all kinds of interesting looking little weapons attached to different parts of his suit. And yeah, it looks great. The eye patch looks scary, which it should. <laughs> yeah, so we know we know Joe Mang <laughs> scary eye patch. We know Jang- Joe Manganiello is pretty hyped for this role. Um, so I, I'm hoping to, and I think he's a good fit for it. So I'm hoping we see him again sometime soon don't you know no idea when that could be i mean possibly a deathstroke solo film uh which i did see the raid by the way by gareth evans who is in talks to write and direct it and uh it's it's got some pretty cool action that i wouldn't mind seeing deathstroke do so um and that's that's a film that can be done for a smaller budget we're going to be talking about justice league box office next but for the future of dc films that's something that could be done lower budget and uh, pretty low risk film. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, the the action sequences are what you really want. Um, and I think that they can make a pretty impressive looking movie and have a lot of cool action sequences, like you said, for not a whole lot of money. Right. And also throw off the mercenary world of this DC universe. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. So on to that box office talk. So Justice League wrapped up its second weekend. Domestically, it finished with 41 just over 41 million, which is about a 56% drop. So it's at about 172 million total through this past weekend. Domestically, internationally, it made another 71.5 million for 311 total. So it's somewhere around 42, 482, 483 million. Yeah, it's it's not the worst drop off that has ever happened, but it's not there's not great numbers again. Nothing. It's not really really inspiring. Right. It's not as sharp as, as some of the other. Uh, Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad, but you have to you have to take into account Batman v Superman opened on a holiday weekend, while Justice League's second weekend was a holiday weekend. So, you know, it's not an apples to apples comparison there. Um, but you know, hopefully, if it, it can maintain a little bit better than Batman v Superman, have a little bit better word of mouth and and uh, hold a little bit better. Yeah. Um, so, Gitesh Pandya on Twitter. Who, who does a lot of box office talk, says that he expects it to end around $240 million range domestically, based on what we've seen so far. 
Yeah, and that is that's a number that I don't think I would have guessed. It's not a number that I did guess. Um, but yeah, yeah, not a lot, a lot else to say. We we are going to talk a lot more about the box office and everything like this. But like, the movie hasn't even been out two weeks. I'm not ready to to make big judgments on on everything like that. Uh, the box office and everything. Right now, I'm in the state of mind of it's a Justice League movie that I enjoyed, and I'm just going to enjoy it until. <laughs> You know, there will be time to dig into stuff like that more later. But a little bit on that note, we got a Twitter question from Batman Jurassic. Thoughts on the Mark Hughes article about Justice League box office. So Mark Hughes from Forbes wrote an article um, basically just addressing where the box office is right now and what that could mean. Uh, Because a lot of people have made the comparison to Fantastic Beasts, which Warner Brothers opened a year prior on the same weekend. And how it it opened low. I think it was around seventy four million domestically. It had really good legs and eventually made over eight hundred million. It finished at eight fourteen, and so a lot of people have been sort of pointing to that with hopes that Justice League could do something similar. And he kind of points out that might not be very realistic because uh, Fantastic Beasts had a lot better reviews and also an A cinema score compared to the B plus of Justice League. Yeah, exactly. I think Fantastic Beasts. Overall, there's no way to say that it didn't have better reception than Justice League did. So it it is something you can compare it to. But in the comparison, you're going to have to kind of downgrade the amount that Justice League is going to get just because, you know, it got worse critical reception than Fantastic Beasts did. Yeah. And it also stepping away, it also made sense for Fantastic Beasts to open a little lower because it was essentially a new franchise. I know it was, you know, it's obviously building off of the Harry Potter fan base, but it was really a new franchise. So I know a lot of people will wait and see, um, whereas Justice League, a lot of people already know what they're getting to, to a certain extent with this franchise because it's a little more established. It is, whereas Fantastic Beasts was a prequel, Justice League is a you know a direct sequel to Batman v Superman. So if you didn't like that, you know, you're, you're probably not going to be as interested in seeing this. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, he also talks a little bit about how this could change things going forward. Uh, essentially, like, you know, we're not going to die dive heavy into this but kind of how if you're an executive what do you do and you know he also points out most likely warner brothers was probably anticipating something like this the reception maybe i'm sure they were hoping for more box office wise but um you know there was a reason there was additional photography done and there was a reason everything else was done they were trying to make the best film possible and and get it out there and hope for the best but they also kind of knew that something like this could happen um and so the question is could this change things going forward uh, in terms of leadership of DC, DC on film. I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibility that it could could change things going forward. I mean, there's we do have one proven property right now that did really well, that had a great team behind it, and that's Wonder Woman. And so if you're looking to maybe emulate that, then it maybe makes sense to to use some of the talent that was involved in that and to try to go back and really look at, see what did we do different on this film that we didn't do on the other ones and try to emulate that. And I think the the obvious answer for me is that Jeff Johns was involved heavily yeah. with Wonder Woman. He came on to Justice League, but that was, you know, essentially after the, after filming had begun and it had already been developed for years, whereas Wonder Woman and Aquaman to, extent, to, to a similar extent, he was involved from basically the you know, from the very early scripting stages to, to creating the story and everything like that. He was involved in that um so i think that's that's part of it so i hope he's not sort of he doesn't get the blame for that i know some people want to want to throw blame around but and also i mean just 
you know, it's tough to say because Warner Brothers as a whole has had a really great year. Yeah. Um, something like It, Kong Skull Island, Lego Batman, tons of other stuff. Wonder Woman, obviously. They've had tons of hit. They've had a lot more hits than they've had misses this year. So they've had a really good year. So it's tough to say, you know, I know some people are pointing out Kevin Sujahara or something like that. Maybe. Um, maybe he gets some of the blame. Uh, but... You know, it, the company as a whole has done really well and made a lot of good films that did well financially this year. So it's it's tough to just blame Warner Brothers, the most proven studio in the world, for you know a dis one disappointing box office performance. Right, and that is something that gives you hope as well that they are making a lot of money on some of the other franchises and other things that they've done. And so it's not like obviously these they don't want to lose money on this and it's going to hurt, but they're not going to go bankrupt because of a couple DC movies that underperformed. Um, we're still going to get more DC stuff because there's still a lot of money in the bank uh, as far as Warner brothers is concerned. Right. And we should mention there was, an, he talked about the estimated 750 million break even point and essentially how justice League will have re could really struggle to get there. Right. Um, and so, yes, but the worry with the Warner brothers having success elsewhere is them saying, well, do we need to spend do we need this many? You know, that's the counter argument. I'm not. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm just saying there's a counter argument. You know, do we need to have DC films if we're successful everywhere else? Um, I think they will because even in a vacuum, if you've got a property that can make 700 million, for example, uh, I think you want to make more movies like that. Uh, you know, you just can't let the budget get into the near 300 million dollar range. Right. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well. Yeah. We'll have more on this later. But uh, that is all we have for now. Uh, so thanks for listening, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and DCDailyDrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.